0: Pushing the boundaries of expectations, rewriting the rules of adventure are the reasons we get up in the morning. We share your hunger for a life without limits. Well, greetings and welcome back to your Kinetic Belief Podcast for Manifesting Your Abundant Life. So glad to have all of you guys back with us again today. Hey, if you would like to receive an occasional encouraging text message from moi and <laughs> you Miss Maggie, perhaps <laughs> text the word kinetic to eight four four eight four four zero zero four nine stephencanyon dot com is the website. follow us on Instagram at Stephen Canyon and also make sure that you schedule uh schedule I think maybe subscribe to this podcast <laughs> schedule thing. to this podcast same thing so that you don't miss an episode yes. and you can check out the KB cams on the website as well as we are recording and are, are we live? We're making we're not, a picture. Yeah. yeah, we're making a picture, and you can go to the KB <laughs> cam and check it out. Hello, Miss Maggie.
1: Hello, Stephen. I'm so excited to be back. Oh, I have missed this. Like I just—they're not words.
0: Well, there aren't words. <laughs> not <laughs> for that. Should we have not a moment of silence? Yes, let's do. <laughs> for the <No>. podcast yeah. <laughs> that
1: we that we're missing. It is good to see you and you to be too.
0: sitting across the KB desk. Yes, counter. Whatever, <laughs> it's a desk. It's a counter a long um, counter
1: yes that makes me think of the lectern podium dilemma that we've the, talked oh, about many times
0: yeah well, you correct me i always thought i was um teaching from a, a a podium but i'm standing on a podium and teaching from the lectern yes. words That's do matter do i think matter. they do hey all of you are listeners the kb family you guys are the reason that we do what we do here every day or when we're here doing it and what we're doing and, and, and when we're not on on the podcast. And I am so grateful for all you guys. And uh Maggie, you are too. I know you are. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and for, for each and every one of you. But the, there is a sense of community that has developed around... Well, the the KB journaling, the manifesting journaling, all of us doing this together, growing, developing, and transcending the egoic state of mind. And, And it's actually through the journey of us all, not just collectively, but individually awakening together to how we attract experiences and how we manifest our lives. We're experiencing ourselves and each other from this enlightened state of being in the way that, you know what, we were originally intended to be this way. But there's a process of working out our identity. That's why we are all here in the land of the living. And and this is something that without the advancement of insight and without the increase of knowledge— we wouldn't be able to transcend to the evolution of the Spirit and, uh, and and be a part of that intentionally of the evolution of the Spirit, which is happening with or without you. So get on board and <laughs> be part of the production of your own awakening. But, you know, Maggie, you and I, we've been, we've been doing this podcast weekly for a couple of years now, off and on. I mean, we travel, and sometimes we can't get around to – actually you know setting up the equipment and doing a podcast and but as things continue to change and develop and grow that the brand is growing our family of KB's is growing and so and and also there is a sense now that we're moving beyond the the pandemic in new ways that we can begin engaging with each other in a safe way and and yes. so in preparation of that I'm gonna be finishing first of all the Kinetic Belief book, which I've been immersed in for some time now. The the project of writing a book is is <laughs> there's a lot to it. And then by adding some workshops now that we are looking at scheduling for this coming year, um, and workshops with all you guys and the KBs, you know, all over the world. And we're we're also throwing into the mix some concerts for all of you as well. Yeah and so it's a full schedule is what i'm trying to say in the you're like i maybe, want
1: my nana is what i'm trying to say i guess i'm not trying
0: to convince myself of it but maybe <laughs> maybe all of you that yeah it is a f- very full schedule in addition to the the yeah. podcasts which are We are going to continue to do weekly, but not probably as often as I'd like to be, just because of all the other demands. So we're going to continue to do these. You can look for them. That's why you need to sign up and schedule schedule so that you know when they're being dropped. But the podcast will be done weekly, and we just want to make sure all of you guys are still showing up here for that.
1: I love how you described the book that you're working on. I think you really should call it the Kinetic Belief Book. Like, that should be the title
0: on the front. And and some days, that's what I'm calling it. the title yeah. is morphing as as much as the book is, yes. but I'm very excited about releasing it soon, yeah. and even sooner with with um, spreading that, ourselves out a little bit more. And that
1: was quite the overview that you just gave, because I mean you have been you have been composing new pieces, you have been rearranging archival pieces for ensemble. I know that you've been working with with uh, new agents. I mean the. <laughs> It's just funny to hear it all sort of collectively bound up into the few sentences that you just that you just gave us because <laughs> it's so much. You I've know, been watching I was, you.
0: Uh, I was talking to my mom the other day, and she's like, "Steve, how do you how do you do it all?" What <laughs> <laughs> she's she she watches and, and listens, and she's intimately aware of what we do. And uh, I think their schedule our schedule uh, scares her. She says it's too much. You know She always wants you to go back to bed and, and have a, some soup, some and, soup crackers. and crackers. But, <laughs> oh, um, but you, you know mom. what? It's like I told her, I don't want to wait for anything. Oh. And I think that's the way we live this life. That's what the journey and adventure is. Don't wait. If you have the unction to do it and it's within your ability, go do it. And put it to committee. Uh, later, if ever,
1: don't wait. Um, yeah, mm-hmm.
0: we've scheduled an intimate Valentine's evening candlelight concert at the uh, Saint Ethelburga's nave. I think is the way that they they say it, yeah. and which is it's a stunning central London venue, and it has a lot of historical elements to that venue. Beautiful, and uh, there's an elegant warmth to it, and it has a perfect. A perfect romantic ambiance for Valentine and for enjoying a candlelight performance. And that is going to be in London on February the 14th, I think it is. Valentine's it's Day. Valentine's Day.
1: 2022. Which,
0: and so it's an intimate venue and they're sort of limited seating. So if you guys are going to be in London or if you're already there in somewhere in the UK, Check out the website. Go ahead, and tickets are now available online. But that's the kind of thing we're doing going into the new year and just making ourselves available and, and accessible to, to all the KBs, and we want you to be accessible to us. Yes. We've got some workshops and some things that we're going to be doing in person with you. So anyway. Um, there it is. Weekly, we'll continue to podcast. It just won't have the frequency, but that's so that we can create all these other material in and, yeah. and uh, be out there and with you as well. Something
1: that the team just added to that Valentine's Day event is we're going to be live streaming it as well. So if you are not in London or anywhere near there, um, mm. if you can't make it, then you can watch it on- online. So make sure and go and get some tickets for that as well.
0: So they, they will be able to watch online. Yes. That's fun. Yeah. They'll be right there at the concert.
1: Oh, I'm so excited. We're actually getting back out there. I'm so ready
0: beautiful beautiful setting
1: yeah and you know i have to say that that venue is so interesting because i think it's the only time i've ever felt like you could use the word cathedral and intimate in the same Mm. pairing which those seem like they're contradictory but well if you go on the website and you look at the photos you'll see exactly what we mean so let's dive right in um we have a new question and are you ready for the question, Steve? I,
0: I think so. I think <laughs> I am. I'm still thinking about the workshops though while you, I'm thinking about something else while you're talking. And I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> <At> least, <laughs> you're so honest. Well I <laughs> was just thinking about yeah, I, I am so excited about workshops. Me we too. had a great time in Orlando and but with again the pandemic, I think. Us knowing how to, to handle ourselves when we are around each other makes it uh, yeah. exciting. So anyway, yes. okay, I'm paying – you got my full attention.
1: Okay, this both. question comes from Anita. Um, and it says, I was I was attempting to – I'm so sorry. This is from Alan.
0: From Alan, okay. Yes, I
1: just saw the name at the top. Okay, so this is from Alan. Alan writes and he says, I was attempting to explain to Anita what you – what the term perfected completion means. Perfected completion. She holds the notion that there will never be completion, only perfected expansion. Never completed. I think maybe you don't quite mean completion to the end, and that's it. Job done, question mark. (laughs) We'd both be chuffed.
0: That's an Australian word.
1: Okay, I'm no, not no, no, familiar New, with that. New
0: Zealand, perhaps. Yes, I know. Al is from New Zealand. He's he's become hey, a really good KB friend of mine, and I think that, and I'm pretty. I think Anita is either his girlfriend or his wife. Okay, one.
1: Okay, I got you. So they would both both be chuffed if uh, you would shed a bit of light on that. And he says, "Love you guys. Oh, we love you too, Alan.
0: So the the, the question. Uh, I guess uh, talking about advancing toward completion, and it's a phrase that I use frequently, yeah. and one that I think perhaps does bear, perhaps maybe some explanation. But advancing toward perfected completion is a cosmological term that defines the direction of the expanding cosmos in in the creation of a finished design. So in that all things are interrelated, Al and Anita. Yes. And as as all things are interrelated, and certainly we are with the cosmos, we're part of the universe. And so as the cosmos goes, so goes the human experience. Human beings are advancing the mind, body, and soul toward perfected completion. And completion in this sense, No, it doesn't mean that it's finished. That is, well, job done, and um, there's nothing left to do. All of us are advancing beyond identifying with failure. We are advancing beyond the egoic personality, and awakening to higher consciousness is part of the process. And so as the new reality of awakening comes fully into human consciousness, when the destructive nature... Will then be f- uh, fully dissolved. It will be over with. That part finished and done. It will be decisive. And there will be a great shift in a single moment of awakening. And in that single moment of awakening, the very smallest intervals of time that's measured, uh, that we now measure, even in quantum increments of time, will be lengthened into a- infinity. So we'll be moving beyond the natural in the sense of the the now. Higher consciousness, is, which is already part of us, but it's not in its fullness in that there's a constant struggle and a battle between the ego and higher consciousness, which we talk about all the time. So higher consciousness is alignment with oneness. It's the essence of your higher being. And you move beyond the natural. In the same way that you came here, but now enlightened by the experiential knowledge of awareness and choice. Mm -hmm. So advancing the mind, body, and soul toward perfected completion is absolutely central to experiencing ourselves in in this life, in, in the eternal part of ourselves in this life while we're here, but it's a choice. And so most people don't feel free to be themselves, for example. And so what most people do is they measure themselves according to the self-imposed limitations of the validations of other people, of society, of what is traditionally expected of someone. And so, in other words, most people are led by the negative feelings of conformity. Mm -hmm. Conformity produces a low vibrational sense of being because your higher essence of being, it just simply doesn't conform. Your higher essence of being simply is. I am, therefore, I am my higher essence of being when I'm not affected by or under the, the um, subconscious effects of the egoic, rational, thinking man, thinking person that is reasoning with what I can see, touch, feel, and taste and hear so the enjoyment of freedom which we, we talk about often to enjoy freedom I mean real freedom freedom that comes from knowing who you are what your genius of purpose is why you're here what you should do with this presence of awareness in this in, in your moment of present tense being the enjoyment of freedom in that place to become to experience yourself to uh, in in the experiences of life, manifests from enlightened living it comes through the practice of a self endued with self looking within to identify yourself wow so Mm. enlightenment advancing enlightenment comes from learning to you know not resist your true identity it comes from being non-judgmental it comes from uh and and it, and it is attracted to the one who's not attached to the five senses. And you can see children. We were talking about this with your niece again. We, She is the topic of conversation often. And you can see children when they first begin learning to take their egos for a ride. They're going to try it out. Your nephew. Um, Mr. John Deere himself, they're going to take their <laughs> ego for a ride, and yes. they, so they try out all the identifiers, and they're using mm-hmm. their imagination to experience uh, the the possibility of identifying mm-hmm. with different things. For example, we were talking about how so many children pretend to be different animals, and they're growling at you and clawing at you, or they're barking and crawling around. What they're doing is they are pretending they are working – they're taking their egos for a ride – and so they're believing that they are something else. It's playtime and it's the faith or the belief system of a child that's not been negatively judged yet, which enables that child just to imagine to fly. Mm. And so success, success is often misinterpreted in so many different ways in this life. And you know, So many ways that the average person's idea of advancing to become great in this life is to not be someone who serves other people. Mm. Well, think about that. If you're going to be great, well, first of all, you need to have people waiting on you and serving you. But But success is most often identified as being someone who succeeds in getting themselves to be served by other people. And as a result, they just attempt to make enough money or to bully enough other people into a position that commands other people by exercising dominion and authority over them to become obedient to their will. And so this is the opposite of advancing our mind, body, and soul toward perfected completion, but just as an example of what we're going to be moving beyond Mm -hmm. as collectively we awaken to higher consciousness, but by doing our part to individually transcend the egoic mind. These are the some of the um, directives that are going to be very clear in abundance that we are moving in the right direction in alignment with higher consciousness.
1: As I'm receiving all of this truth, I'm, I'm finding myself wondering, um, I mean, obviously, the teachings of society about, about success that you're just now describing. Um, I'm wondering if that is something that we are supposed to visually and and in culture avoid just like you talk about if you watch you know horror on the news or in movies it can really greatly affect you i'm wondering does that also count for you know lies that that society is always sort of trying to pump into us and because the images are always there i mean whether it's reality TV or magazine articles or photographs, it's all telling us that story that you just described that is, it's it's a complete lie.
0: Well, it is a deception. And when we talk about these things, it's to give you some benchmarks, Mm. to give you some flags to notice when they're popping up in your life that you're heading in the wrong direction. And so, you know, for example, the exercise of dominion over other people for the egoic human is, to most people, the idea of being successful, and nothing seems to be sweeter to the selfish soul of people than to be served by others, to control others, and so you will also you always find every selfish and unawakened person trying to dominate other people, mm-hmm. to exercise control over others.
1: Wow,
0: and Maggie, from the very beginning of time. Unawakened humans were no sooner showing up on the earth that they began to enslave each other. For thousands of years, humans have struggled in wars, in diplomacy, politics, and government, trying to secure control over each other. Now think about it. Kings have drenched the soil of the earth in blood and tears in the effort to extend their dominion and their authority to rule more people and in a very similar way, you know, the struggle of the business world today is the exact same as that on the battlefields of Europe uh, 100 years ago, as far as the principles of the hierarchy is concerned. We have corporate elites are not only after dollars, but also the egoic power of control. And, and this is natural to identifying with winning and losing and with a displacement of, of uh, dominion. So it is the principle of, well, of the Pharisee. It is the struggle for identifying with the high place.
1: Wow. So I, this has me wondering. We we talk often. You you tell us many times about the um, the age of Aquarius and how we're all expanding and and this age of enlightenment really enlightenment really is upon us and and we're experiencing awakening and awakening like like never before. And I'm wondering if the egoic. Tendencies have that same ability to evolve and become overgrown and bloated as well, because it does seem like the control and the power that is being attempted over over millions, billions of people today is more than ever.
0: Well, the the egoic tendency is actually I prefer the word devolving, and that Mm. it is digressing the away from higher consciousness. There is a greater separation, a ripping and tearing apart of the desire, the desire of the ego versus the desire of higher consciousness. And so this gulf is increasing, and there's a ripping, and there's a tearing that's going to continue to happen, and it's going to be like a rubber band snapping when it finally does. And the great awakening will occur just in in a split second. But until then, through choice, through study through meditations and and knowledge, we have the ability to continue to develop in higher consciousness to experience days of heaven on the earth, to experience living uh, our best lives, to experience manifesting our desires and hopes and dreams and aspirations. Mm-hmm. It is possible now, but we have to seek it and, and desire it and to understand the power of kinetic belief which transforms circumstances. Wow. Because... What happens is the ego develops competitive people, which has been doing for thousands of years competition to take to gain. You have to take it develops competitive people. It develops deceptive people and and resourceful people. But it does not develop enlightened beings they are going in two different directions. A good exercise is to journal. And it is a to journal a perfect picture of yourself. do it this think of it this way. If you go to journal from the highest viewpoint of yourself, ask yourself this question: If money didn't matter, if education didn't matter, who your family was, where you grew up, where you live now, a perfect image of yourself, as you wish to be and desire to be, what would that look like? If you could experience anything that you wanted, and experience the highest version of yourself. And if you could do it safely, okay, and without taking advantage of anybody else, no one. Asking nobody else for anything. and Or you're not going to win anything over other people. Now, with the idea of total success, see yourself at the greatest height your imagination can possibly go. What would you be doing? And... And seriously, meditate on that. Find a quiet place and come into the presence of now. And answer the question, what would you be doing? And journal that. Because as a kinetic believer, you begin advancing your mind, body, and soul toward perfected completion of the experience of your highest desires by holding the thought, you know what? This is what I am prepared to experience. It is the image of my own perfection and it is the image of awareness of advancing among forms mm-hmm. beyond forms to complete the experience of my desires.
1: Is it accurate that that exercise is always going to lead us back into our genius of purpose?
0: That's it. That, <laughs> is it going to lead us back and
1: you know or maybe that, maybe reveal is a better word.
0: Yeah. That exercise, what it will do, first of all, the the genius of purpose is to enjoy the intellectual pursuit of the awareness and experience of your highest viewpoint for experiences. So the genius of purpose is not the activity itself. The genius of purpose is for the enjoyment of the awareness of your intellectual mm-hmm. pursuit of that highest viewpoint, which you have uh, which you're pursuing, which comes out of your desire, which does come out of a, uh, a, a purpose that you were created that's identical only to you in a, in a very unique way. But g- keep in mind that the ego is a tool for imagining the experience. That we have it for use, you know, but the, the ego is not supposed to have us. We are supposed to have the ego. It is a tool for imagining experiences. It's a tool for the image of you and for participating in the experience. And that it should not take on the illusory of self. That's the problem. That's the lower self. That's the unawakened person the ego is creating the the personality and the identity of of itself mm-hmm. the ego is not who you are who you are is enjoying the experience of your highest imagination wow so from the awakened state of consciousness contemplate the condition of things like social and political community from this Enlightened perspective, and with the right perspective, you begin to see the world in its current condition as it is all very good, in that it is the way that it should be for it to become what it should be, which is the perfected version of the original intention for creation.
1: Wow, I think it's interesting how powerful. A willingness to change perspective is based off of what you just said, because many times when you are set in a certain way of seeing things, it can be almost impossible to you know stand up and walk across the room and look at it from look back at something from a different angle. Um, and it does. And maybe this isn't true, but it does feel like uh, in recent years, that's become more even more the case than, than ever.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, the there is – when you have a certain expectation based especially on previous experiences, then you have a blemished bias for the way things that you are expecting them to be. Right. The world, just like the universe, is advancing toward the perfected highest version of itself in the way that the unblemished bias first imagined it to be before expansion. The universe was not created in the final stage of completion, and we happen to be thrown into the mix. We're in the recipe, and it's bubbling and turning and spinning and trying to figure itself out, which it will as it advances toward perfected completion. In the exact same way that one spiraling galaxy if it were sent if it were sentient with awareness. A spiraling galaxy would not look at another spiraling galaxy and say well, you're all messed up. You're spinning in the wrong direction. Look at you, your borders, they aren't clearly defined. Plus, you got a bad attitude.
1: You're out of control.
0: And and what's wrong with you anyway? Are you stupid? But that's what we do. Yeah. No, no, no. All things are good in that they are in the process of being perfected. Mm. Without perfection, Maggie, human beings wouldn't have the creative authority and the power of belief without perfection. And, and all things would just be finished and therefore perfect. Mm-hmm. And there wouldn't be any need for interpretation. There wouldn't be any art form. We wouldn't be creatives creating. And there would not be any likes and dislikes. There would not be any subjective observations and and since there are no subjective ob- observations there there would not be any adventure of change through the thrill of expansion through the thrill of newness and and life as it is the blossoming of life it just wouldn't exist as we know it
1: i think it's so fascinating the way that you're describing the chain reaction the intrinsic effect that kinetic belief and living only from the highest self the higher consciousness the the effect that it has on every single niche and facet of our lives. Because I know in the past, I've had experiences personally where I've I've tried to change these very specific things in my life that weren't working. Um, Maybe I had a problem uh, judging people too harshly when I first met them on first impressions, and I would try to change that specifically. But I think it's fascinating that you cannot change it from that place, and and all of that is cause and effect from living from this higher place that you're that you're telling us exactly how to do that. Because that's the key, and that's really the only answer.
0: Well, living from the highest place, and you mentioned kinetic belief. If there's somebody tuning in today for the first time, and you're wondering what what the hey-hey is, kinetic belief. Kinetic <laughs> belief is not being double-minded. Kinetic belief is choosing your the intentions of your desires to be your article of faith, and you're journaling it and writing it down and saying, this is my blueprint, and I will not turn to the left or to the right. This is what I choose to believe, and by believing, that means you're going to adhere to and rely upon the energetics, the the movement of your belief. And this is how the law of attraction works. You are attracting the substance of your belief when you're not double-minded about it until your circumstances and your reality changes to conform with that which you believe in. Mm -hmm. That's kinetic belief. In religious terms, all human life would have been created just like the angels. Think about it. Without the ability to have relationships – without the ability to have compassion, and without the ability to even have love. The awakened perspective that all things are good in that they are as they should be while they become good and better, to become what you would like them to be or what they should be in perfected completion. They're good as they are, as they are changing to become the best version of whatever that's supposed to be understanding that and having that perspective for all of life around you, that is the attitude. That is the perspective. That changes how you begin to see all human beings. It changes all of your relationships. It changes the way that you relate with friends and what you consider to be friends. It changes the way that you see neighbors. It changes the the, the members of your own family in, in the very same way. All things are good in that there's nothing is wrong with the universe as it is now because it's advancing, it's expanding, it's changing. The transience of all things, that just means that nothing is as it's going to always be, and it is good in the way that it's changing. Nothing can be wrong with anything as it is except your own personal attitude, and that should be one of gratitude in all things. That's the attitude that manifests the peace of of being zen, of good health, it manifests prosperity, it attracts abundance, in the absence of fear, anxieties, anger, worry, trepidation, uh, arguments, and accusations that you need to be better, and you're not right, and I'm <laughs> right, and you're wrong, and, and all of that stuff. But the, you keep the perspective right, and put your trust in the one who created you to be another creator in relationship with all that is one, and all will be right with you.
1: You know, you never tell me what you're going to talk about on the podcast, and that's by design so that it's very organic, our conversations. And I have to say that I've never felt such a sense of, of gravity in what you're saying and what you're teaching us uh, as much as today. And I'm wondering if it's because this truly has... a a huge impact on the state of the planet, of the world, of not just our existence, but this immense ripple effect that none of us could really even fathom. And I'm just wondering if that's why.
0: There's so much unnecessary suffering in the world. And I say unnecessary in the sense that a person can move from suffrage with knowledge and with wisdom. Outside of that, the suffering is necessary in that all things are as they should be. And there is a sense of urgency that you and I talk about often.
1: Yes.
0: And you're right. I mean, I don't share. We really don't talk much about, you know, the podcast before we come on. And, and, you know, part of that is is so that it is organic. And the other part is I really don't have, you know, (laughs) (laughs) I can't tell you why. Because I I don't really know what we're (laughs) going to talk about most of the time either or or what direction it's going Mm, to go in. But the sense of urgency on the planet now, <laughs> yeah. that is more often than not the you know where our conversations come from, and it's a desire for other people to get this, to know this, and we've worn our poor families out with the same thing. You want to call those that you love and care about, and you want them to get it and see it and know what you know, and that's what drives us, because... When you become aware of the transience, the transformation of creation of all forms, your attachment to those things as they are, it lessens. Like it did with us, it was profound with you and me. Yes, and you know we had storage units that proved that, and then those <laughs> disappeared. It just—it's a profound experience. And then you identify uh, when you identify with things as they will be and not as they appear to be, it's mm-hmm. it's quite profound. Yes. And, and the one who transcends the lower state of being does so by awakening to the right perspective, by recognizing that, you know what, spiritually the creator, that higher consciousness is all in all and that there is nothing wrong with things as they are, but as they are moving forward and as we are transcending and awakening and uh, becoming enlightened to... To higher consciousness, everything changes, mm-hmm. and not just a little bit. It is profoundly, drastically different on the other side. It's it's not even a shadow. It is uh, it's it's totally, completely different. But that's where perfected health comes from, and the ability to call things that be not as though they were, and to see them. Uh, manifest before your eyes
1: and i feel like this is pointing to uh, the the hard reality sometimes it's a tough reality to accept that our experience and our earthly experience as these spirit beings it's taking place completely in the mind and that seems simple enough but when you're in lack or you're in poverty or you're in the middle of maybe a relationship ending and everything seems very dark it, it's almost impossible to believe that it's only because of what's going on in your own mind and in your own spirit, because it seems like, well, if I could just get to the other side of this, things will be better. But then you get to the other side, and you get the house, and you get the car, and you get all the material things, and you realize it's still the mind. It's still the the joy from within, the source from within, that we have to live according to and live by.
0: Well, the because... In the presence of now, there's not another side, and the person that's living yeah. this life, like you just described, is saying, "When I get there, that's when I will be," yeah, which never comes. It's not the house or the car. It's not any of those things. Yet it's all those things within the presence of now and in this moment. And so the detachment from the transient is the beginning of attracting whatever it is that you desire into the into the present moment of now. For the completion of the fullness of your joy, not because of the thing, but because it's it is part of your joy. Mm. In the quantum physical world, the substance of all things is energized. It's just energy, and it's the illusory. So it's it doesn't define a person because of that, unless you imagine it to, which is the beginning of sorrow, hope deferred, and. So in its continuous energetic movement, waveforms corresponding to the original blueprint for all things as they should be that we're advancing toward, that are escalating in a forward movement toward perfected completion, it's the awakened human being that sees that, you know what, nature, society, governments— all things are perfect in their present stage in that they are advancing toward a completed work when all things will have completed the journey of exploration and will then rest in its completed form. The awakened human being, Maggie, while having this natural experience, sees that you know human beings walking the planet, you know, downtown driving by. (laughs) Human beings everywhere are good and perfect in their broken sense of being. All people are perfect and good, even while they are imagining to be less than they are. They're, They're perfect and they're good in that they are advancing. And in that, what is within all people, the higher essence of their being, whether or not they've transcended or not, is still present. And the enlightened one sees the essence of their uh, of the highest uh, form of their being within all even if they're unaware of it themselves
1: i love this recognition of different phases different seasons springtime and harvest and i think it's so beautiful to st- to this concept of making sure that we're seeing people and entities and situations in that way because it is sort of funny how you know we you can see in within yourself how you you're the biggest work in progress of anything you've ever experienced and yet we look at other other things as if they're just supposed to be uh, you know born perfect and and walking around in perfection and that's sort of a funny irony isn't it I
0: mean, well it is and again i always like the analogy of the recipe and you throw a bunch of ingredients into a a, a big pot on the stove and is it perfect like it is it it is perfect but it's not what it's going to become when it is completed but without without the gestation of the ingredients as they are at whatever temperature they are and maybe just beginning to to bubble up and to boil that is perfect for what it needs to be to become what it's supposed to be Mm. and so the work of perfecting your ambitions for example and to attract whatever you desire. All of that requires that you know that all is right with the world. You cannot go around condemning and judging and saying that recipe is wrong for what this is supposed to be, because as you judge, you're becoming the same thing that you're judging. You're attracting your belief and adhering to and relying on the your observation of things being not right. And so you will continue to attract and manifest Uh, circumstances in your life that are not right for you, Mm -hmm. that are not correct for you in the sense that you can go along and you can just bubble up and boil along with everyone Mm -hmm. else. But you have the opportunity now as a creative, imaginative human being in the power of the essence of your higher being to imagine yourself in a completed way. And this just requires that you know that all is right with the world in order to look within, to be able to unite with consciousness consciousness for the completion of your perfected work while you're here in the land of the living.
1: There's so much to receive today. There's so, um, this is g- definitely going to be one of those where I just, I just go back and I listen all over again. Um, but it's interesting because the sensation that I'm getting from, as I'm listening to you, is that I, it's what's something that's going to be required is me valuing myself, a high placing a high value on my existence, my place in this world, the experiences that I've had that I'm going to have, and my ability to affect so many other lives around me with my life. Because I think so many times we're taught about the collective. and that We're taught that there are 8 billion people in this world, and that's not even to mention how many have existed before us. And it's easy to feel insignificant, but we have to approach this with an idea of self-significance. Because we are here, and we are breathing, and we have been created for a thing.
0: Well, and you look beyond the collective into the, the power and authority that you as an individual has, and then all your perspective and all your your lens for living is mm. adjusted to become correct. You know, most people are going through life in the same way that a child Goes along for a ride in the backseat of a car and becomes restless in the wait. And, and are we there yet? Are we there yet? And even that can develop into a tantrum of sorts restlessness, mm-hmm. not being patient with the development in the, of, of the journey to unfold to get you to destination. We're not there yet, but the journey <laughs> is well underway. Look around, things appear to be broken in the world, they appear to be unfinished and they are worrisome for those that are stoked in fear, and they are awful. If they were in their completed form, this would be a horrible mess, wouldn't it? Even terrifying, but realize that they are as they must be to become what they will be. And so we accept it, and we just move on to the next level of transcendence in order to be able to experience days of heaven on the earth as a kinetic believer, advancing ourselves toward perfected completion. But I'll tell you, condemn things for being as they are, and you energetically become with one with that which you judge to be wrong.
1: I'm always thinking as throughout the podcast, in in practical ways, something I want to take with me, something I can carry away with me and implement throughout the day and the, the days to come. Um, and I feel as though something that I'm hitting really sensing today is that when I have that organic reaction to, an issue in the world or with another person or even within myself and i get frustrated and i sense that frustration that i need to be triggered to reframe that and to reframe it as you're telling us to Mm -hmm. today Mm -hmm. specifically yeah when you
0: find yourself becoming frustrated with what you see going on in the world that is an indication that you have attached yourself to a form you've attached yourself to a negative label Mm-hmm. Being detached from forms and labels and judgments it doesn 't mean that you can 't enjoy the abundance and the good things that the world can offer it doesn 't mean that at all we 're not supposed to just go, go ahead and, and spend the rest of our time here force bathing is <laughs> wonderful as wonderful as that is <laughs> actually by being detached yeah. from failure by being detached from those things that mm-hmm. would be worrisome if you, you know if you identify with it in, in that way. By being detached, you enjoy more of the world's completed works of extravagance, and the things that your joy and happiness will manifest into your life begin showing up in abundance. And once you can see and accept the transience of all things and the inevitability of change like you and I were talking about uh, just this morning— you can enjoy the pleasures of the world while they last, without fear of loss or anxiety about the future. Most dissatisfaction results from attempts that fail at creating permanent structures that require little to no maintenance. And so that's why you watch the news and you see um, the bridge is coming down and the bombs are flying and the things that are wrong with with whatever appears to be wrong. You, the 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 nature of the ego is to it wants to be comfortable it wants to put forth as little effort as possible to maintain its level of existence and so what we have, in you look around in the world, and the, the optics are we have the permanent family. We've got the permanent income. We have the permanent physical body, the permanent social structure, government, the permanent marriage, the permanent relationships. Nothing should change. Don't touch it. Mm. Don't mess with it. It's all a house of cards, and it will come down. People will point to traditions as a way of attempting to control a sense of permanence. And this is the way it's always been. This is the way the ego operates. This is how we do things. You'll hear someone say, under my roof, and I'll never change. I've always done it this way. It's the way I will always be. That's their voice. Or they'll (laughs) say things like, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Permanence. Or I've always done uh, things the way that I do them. Um, I don't I, there's no way I am going to ever get an e-bike. I'm a peddler and always <laughs> will be a peddler. There's and where's my buggy whip and, and all these things there's nothing else that I feel like I need to do and this is I don't want to change. All the the permanent structure identification, it doesn't make provision for advancing. Mm-hmm. And so people say things like, well, you know, it is what it is. Well, what it is is becoming what it was meant to be by unbecoming everything you thought it already was. (laughs) What? (laughs) I don't know. But when you you are aware of transience, (laughs) when you're aware of transience, which is the, the nature of things to last only for a short time, nothing stays the same. All things are evolving to either advance or diminish. In both directions will lead to perfected completion, but you get to choose the direction of your own journey.
1: Wow. So this is all, I mean, there's so much to unpack today, but at the same time, there's this obvious theme of allowing things to be and allowing and allowing and allowing. And, you know, the, the word adaptability comes to mind as well. And it makes me wonder if as kinetic believers, we we need to make certain that we are, embracing the characteristic of I love change, maybe that's even a mantra that we should ad- adopt. I am adaptable. I love change. I'm always evolving toward the better toward the greater. Um, because it does seem that if stagnant equals devolving there's no neutral ground here. And so making sure that we're on the train that's going in the right direction is is going to be so vital over time.
0: That's a great point. And yes, embrace change, look for it, expect it, because if stop struggling, quit wiggling, <sighs> and, and go with the change. But the, but the thing is, is make certain that you are not in the business of trying to change others to change, yeah. to get them to get on that train. Now, the difference is you get to choose whether you will get to to perfected completion the hard way, or you will get there the easy way, but you don't get to choose for anybody else. If you want to change your life, and even the life of those around you, the irony of it is you work on changing yourself, and then all other things change. It's that butterfly effect. And that's how we evolve those that we love and the world around us, by changing yourself. Don't be in the business of trying to get everyone else on that train against their will.
1: When you and I had a really interesting conversation recently about the lessons that you learn from only that you can only learn from new experiences and how they're there. The more that you repeat an experience, the less and less and less that you can glean from it to improve your life and to improve your, your existence. So I, I almost feel like as as KB's. We should always make sure that we're being mindful and of pursuing new experiences. And that can be anything. It can be a new relationship, a new friendship. It can be a new, you know, go, I don't know, whitewater rafting or something. But I'm just saying just being mindful of of experience hunting is going to be a huge part of this journey for us evolving as well.
0: Well, experience hunting, that can be cleaning out a kitchen drawer. It can be counting the leaves on a tree. It can be whatever it is that you're experiencing, bringing it into the presence of your now mm. for the enjoyment of awareness, for paying attention to it, for listening rather than talking, perhaps. And those are the things that begin to make a difference for you, because otherwise you're trapped in the events of your life as they unfold and are typically condemned to repeating them to no end. Mm. You transcend the empirical world of forms, and gain a higher viewpoint from where you are, and you're able to perceive the events of your life from the awakened state of being, or from um, either from that place of occupancy, or you will observe and perceive events from being trapped inside of the events as they unfold, uh, rather infold, and and you become like. Like the astronaut who sees the earth surrounded by the vastness of space and realizes this profound truth that as big and as wonderful as the earth is relative to the infinite measure of the universe, earth is hardly a speck on the event horizon of creation. It's really insignificant, if anything at all, in comparison to the universe. And as things are, Maggie, everything but higher consciousness will pass away everything will pass away and all things will be made new in alignment with higher consciousness
1: i love this idea that you're reminding us of because you've, you've thoroughly told us about it in the past but not identifying with forms and not identifying with stories because that does seem like that's going to be the key to remaining loose and adaptable. I, I wish I could remember who this was, but we were watching an interview one time and it was someone who was really wealthy and they had grown up very poor and the interviewer said, what would you do if you lost everything and you were poor again? And, and the guy said, well, I don't think I would mind. He said, I was really good at being poor. And it was sort of a joke about you know, not identifying with being poor or rich or success or failure. And and you can so clearly see how getting rid of those identifiers sets you free to be yourself and live your life and, you know, ride the wave of, of life successfully.
0: Well, when you set yourself free from all of that, you're setting yourself free from fear. And so then by having no fear, the thing that you fear cannot be attracted to you or come mm-hmm. against you. And so life becomes beautiful again, and it becomes wonderful again. And you recognize that, you know what, the universe is still cooking to become the finished work of beauty that it was <laughs> intended to be. And we're just in the mix. And the recipe called for a hint of disaster, um, mixed with it a little bit of fear stirred with a vengeance and and whipped, <laughs> oh whipped up by the essence of love. And the, the vigor of the batter is that all of human life was added to the mix as the flavoring of choice.
1: Wow. As you just took us through that, I just had this immense pride at just being a human being. You know, it is not, it, it's not something that anyone would call easy. Um, and if you're, if you are succeeding at identifying with your highest self and overcoming all these things i mean that takes so much courage and not just courage but tenacity you know a real aggression for a zest for really living and that's something to always be patting ourselves on the back for
0: just close your eyes and fall back and say you know what i choose love mm-hmm. because it was the genius of the creator and that's what it is, is The genius of the Creator is that God is cooking up a relationship for itself. And nothing in the lower state of being remains the same as that souffle comes to be. And the original intention for all things was imagined to be perfect. And we're part of that advancement of what is to become the perfection that it was intended to be. The very moment of inflation— Which was the beginning of of, of attraction for all things to become perfection, uh, perfection, perfected representations of the perfect intention for all (laughs) things to be good.
1: Practically perfect in every way. Absolutely.
0: (laughs) But, you know, the enlightened perspective, Maggie, for -hmm. for life of a person's life, advancing toward completion enables you to detach yourself from identifying with the temporal. Which is changing. So that, and to look for the adventure of growth, to expect it and to embrace it and to thrive in the seasons of life by seeing them as a linear timekeeper rather than a round robin way of existence. Mm. And the awakened person, the KB, views the empirical forms of life as just shadows or as archetypes of what is to come. And the way that things are today are our pass-throughs toward the best that is yet to come.
1: I think it's interesting. You were speaking with someone recently who had lost a loved one, and not just a loved one, but someone that they were very, very close with. And in that conversation, I thought it was fascinating that you gave them the directive to write poetry, and you even gave them topics to write the poetry about. And I've been thinking about that so much since I I overheard that conversation, and it hit me. During this podcast, that the reason that you did that is because it was t- going to tether them away from the temporal and then tether them to their highest self and the eternal. And I think that's really beautiful, and it, and it just sparks these beautiful ideas within me that, hey, anytime we need to do this, turn to the arts and turn to the creativity and become that creator that you were meant to be, because that is eternal, and that's that's who you really are.
0: Well, and you're intentionally taking the ego and using it as a tool to identify with something much bigger than yourself. Mm. And Albert Einstein said that a human being is a part of the whole called-by-us universe. He's a part limited in time and in space. He experiences himself, his thoughts and feeling as something separated from the rest, a kind of optical delusion of his consciousness. This delusion is a kind of prison for us, restricting us to our personal desires and to affection for a few persons nearest to us. Our task, Einstein said must be to free ourselves from this prison by widening our circle of compassion to embrace all living creatures in the whole of nature in all of its beauty. Wow.
1: Mm, His genius... It touched every corner, didn't it? That kind of
0: covers it. We probably, if I just quoted Einstein at the beginning, we could have saved ourselves an hour, I think.
1: (laughs) No, I wouldn't trade it. (laughs) But, you know, in in all
0: seriousness, you know, the genius of purpose for every person that's having a natural experience, which is all of us, is to be a grateful observer Mm -hmm. in gratitude for life, for the gift of love, for awareness, and for the essence of your higher being. And you move into the present tense of your moment by not identifying with labels or the past or the future. And by doing so, the higher dimension of consciousness is revealed from within your inner space. And then through detachment with forms like we're talking about, non-judgment and non-resistance. And when I say non-resistance, that's from within. You're not resisting that which is within, that is your highest being. Stop resisting it. You gain access to the higher dimension of consciousness and become one in alignment with all that is well. And you begin attracting your best life to experience while you're here in the land of the living. Mm. Let's do some highest viewpoints. You want to? Yes. Just say this. Say, I'm manifesting the holistic wealth of my creative desires today.
1: I'm manifesting the holistic, oh man. I didn't get the it. the
0: holistic wealth <laughs> of my creative desires today. The
1: holistic wealth of my creative desires today.
0: And I feel great.
1: And I feel great.
0: Money is flowing to me.
1: Money is flowing to me.
0: There's more than enough.
1: There's more than enough.
0: So there's enough for all my all.
1: And so there's enough for all my all.
0: And the universe abundantly contains what I believe.
1: The universe abundantly contains what I believe.
0: Is according to me. Is according to me, and I was created to become wealthy.
1: I was created to become wealthy, and I was
0: created to be healthy.
1: And I was created to be healthy and to
0: let my light shine
1: and to let my light shine.
0: And I'm full of joy.
1: I'm full of joy. And
0: today, I no longer consider to observe poverty.
1: I no longer consider to observe poverty or lack or lack
0: or sickness or sickness or fear or fear. And I have a great river of wealth flowing to me right now.
1: I have a great river of wealth flowing to me right now.
0: I'll never run out.
1: I'll never run out.
0: The wisdom of all knowledge is within me right now. And
1: the wisdom of all knowledge, it's within me right now.
0: And right now, I'm experiencing the fullness.
1: And right now, I am experiencing the fullness
0: of overwhelming peace.
1: Of overwhelming peace
0: from the unconditional love.
1: From the unconditional love
0: of my Creator.
1: Of my Creator.
0: And all is abundantly well.
1: All is abundantly well.
0: I am beautifully defined.
1: I am beautifully defined. By what's
0: already perfect within me.
1: By what's already perfect within me. The
0: abundance of which is manifesting now.
1: The abundance of which is manifesting now. Wow, what a powerful and empowering time that we've had together today. And make sure you do go to stephencanyon.com. Stephen, we did forget to mention this at the beginning of the podcast. Stephen has um, now made available all of his original piano scores. So if you want to play like Stephen, you can go to Stephencanyon.com and check out those scores. They're all there. And then obviously the events are going to be there as well. And you can watch the video of this podcast. So many exciting things.
0: Sending out so much love and so much light to all you KB creatives all around the world. And we'll see you back here again next week.
1: Thanks as usual, Steve, for all the wisdom.
0: Bye.